For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 84 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is October 5th, 2022. Game 162 just finished a couple hours ago. Rob, this season is finally, thank God, over. Yeah, thank God it's over. I've been waiting for it to be over for about two months. I think you have too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the season we wanted by any stretch of the imagination, but... We are going to put our eggs in the, um, it's going to be an exciting off-season basket once again, and I'm sure those eggs are, are going to crack on our faces once again. <laughs> but, you know, we got to be optimistic, right? We're fans. We were spoiled last year, and this year, uh, you know, we got sh- shit on our face. So, oh well. It's been a long season, and yeah, like especially coming after a very successful, um, you know, season last year, and trying to build off that, not saying, hey, let's go win 107 again, but kind of get Would deeper have been nice. into the, yeah, but get deeper into the <laughs> postseason, uh, stuff like that. But didn't happen. Big setback of a year. Uh, and, and we'll get into the specifics. But before we get into our season review, um, this one goes out to uh, Kang's cast Ryan uh, doing a little uh, crack. Of, you know, Rob, I usually I haven't drank on here in a while, but this, you know, I felt oh, it no. was. I felt it was fitting, dude. Like I, I have to have a beer or two tonight with you. So, oh, I already cracked mine. So, yeah, very right. basic. Just a, just a CL, a little Coors Light here. So, you know, cheers, cheers to 2022. How'd that sound? And good riddance. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So before we get into like specifics, just an overall. You know, our perspective, again, we're not professionals, we're fans, we're passionate. Um, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll let you start, Rob. Just just an overall review of this season as a whole before we start breaking down stuff. Um, Yeah, it was, yeah, like I said in the beginning, it was disappointing. It didn't, uh, didn't go the way we anticipated. Uh, I feel like the Giants uh, took the uh, platoon route from last year that was so successful, you know, led, led baseball and pinch at home runs, set a record, I believe is what they did a year ago with pinch at homers. And whether that was in the fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, whatever, whatever string uh, Gabe Kapler pulled last year seemed to work out. And this year, um, not only did it not work out, I mean, it failed miserably. And the Giants just were kind of caught with the, with, with their pants down all year where they, they looked pathetic. They had nobody 
in, in the lineup that you could really depend on day in and day out. Where as to last year, you had guys like Buster Posey and Evan Longoria, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford having career years where it was consistent. And you had those guys pretty much every day. And this year, the Giants had none of that. You know, a couple of sims, a couple of the same guys, but not to that extent. And despite a, you know, you, you always hear, you know, pitching, you know, takes care of a lot of issues and covers up a lot of issues. And that wasn't the case for the Giants here. As good as their starting pitching was, everything else was so bad <laughs> as a whole, from the bullpen to Kapler's decision making to the roster in general being complete shit. They, they, against teams like the Padres and the Dodgers and the Braves and teams like that, they looked like a clear notch below all those teams. And, and Doug, you always say, you know, you got to reassess every year and you don't, you, you can't look at last year and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we were, you know, we were spoiled and, that would be nice to happen again this year as a fan. No, you got to take what happened last year and how can we get better and improve from there? And the Giants, I don't think, took that step whatsoever last offseason, and it showed big time this year. And Farhan and Kapler, like I, like I said, they they got exposed a little bit this year. So, yeah, the my overall review of the season is a big, fat, wet fart, and <laughs> I, it stinks, and up until the winter meetings, it's going to keep stinking around here. Giants finish 81 and 81. Uh, fun fact, it's the first time ever they finished 500 in their long history of their franchise, which is kind of, it's not funny because it sucks, especially after <laughs> last year. You know, if they would have won 75 games last year, won 81 this year, we'd be like, all right, we're making progress. But 26 games worse than what they were last year. But, uh, and you know, I, I had Brooks look up like the biggest drop off after a huge, you know, like historical season. And the Giants, I think they're like in the top five or six of biggest drop-offs the following year. Regardless, um, they finish 30 games behind the best record in baseball, which sadly comes from their own division in the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers, I, I, I tweeted this the other day. It's 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 funny that like nobody even bats an eye that the Dodgers just won a, a 111 games, bro. Yeah. 111 and 51. They finished 60 games over 500. I believe it's five short of the all-time record held by the 01 Mariners, mm -hmm. who won uh, 116 games. And it, it's you know, last year the Giants won 107. Like it was getting national media attention, blah blah blah. And the Dodgers just said, "Fuck you, we're <laughs> gonna go win four more." And and nobody even really cares because you know what? This is what the this is what everybody expects from the Dodgers every year, and they don't disappoint. Now, we can talk about um, getting into the playoffs and struggling and and not winning championships, and when they do, it's you know it's got an asterisk with it, whatever. Opinion aside, uh, the regular season Dodgers the last decade have just been a force, and you know that they're going to be aggressive, and they're going to spend money. They're going to draft well. They're going to sign free agents. They're going to make trades. Uh, they will do whatever it takes. They don't give a shit about the luxury threshold. The Dodgers are going to be there every year. And this year was just an overall review. It was bad. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, wet fart from Rob, bad from me. Uh, 81 and 81, 500, huge step back. You know, I, I think the majority of us who know a little bit about baseball expected, like, 
I expected 89 wins. I think you had what, 90, 91? 91. 91. So, which would have been a significant drop off, but still a successful year. Um, you know, the Padres right in front of them uh, with 89 wins. So they finished in second place. Dodgers are the Giants were eight games behind them. So, yeah, overall frustrating season. Um, but yeah, we can get into the specifics now because this is what I really want to talk about. Um, <laughs> and this is in no particular order. We're going to start with the negatives because we should finish with a smile and finish with positive. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen, but I'm yeah, just kidding. We'll, we'll try. So, again, there's no particular order to this. These were just like the things that came off the top of my head as like what contributed to the bad, which was a lot of this season was bad. Um, Doubling down on 2021. And what I mean by that is the overusage of platoon lineups and putting guys out there that aren't everyday guys. Uh, They are you know, specialty players, if you if you want to call that, lefties that hit righties or righties that hit lefties. And they doubled down on it. And and guys like Mike Yastrzemski and Lamont Wade Jr., um, you know, even they bring in, who had an overall good year, they brought in Jock Peterson, but he hardly got to see left-handed pitching. It was always something different, it feels like. And guys can't get in rhythm with that. But if you look at teams that are successful, and I, I use the Dodgers all the time. One through four is going to be the same. Mookie, uh, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, you know, Max Muncy. Those guys are going to play every day. Yeah. And you know that you're going to get that. I, I don't have the number in front of me, but I can't even imagine. The Giants played 162 games this year. I bet they had 145 different lineups. Probably yeah. more than that. Probably more. And than um, you know, that's worrisome. And so... They did. They doubled down on it and it just, you know, ended up biting them in the ass. And the another a couple other things real quick. Uh, second thing for me is not addressing the bullpen. Now, I was I bought into a lot. I thought they were going to have a great bullpen last year. They did. Um, they kind of doubled down on this bullpen again. And for the majority of the season, it was the same guys that were coming out of the pen. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't the same thing this year. They struggled. Guys that had good 2021s like uh, Zach Littell, Jose Alvarez, Harleen Garcia came in and weren't the same guys this year. Um, I mean, Jake McGee didn't even get halfway through the season. He got DFA or right about the halfway mark, got DFA. And I think he finished on three different teams this year. Yeah, he uh, was uh, m- musical bullpens. Yeah, basically. So. They didn't really address the bullpen. Go, went from being the best in baseball last year to one of the worst. Um, and then the last main thing for me that really stuck out this year, and this is blatant, is defense. Addressing the defense was not a priority. And we saw so many errors, misreads in the outfield, um, not knowing what to do with the ball, overthrowing guys. Like, hey, throwing home guys that are turning singles into doubles, and those led to runs later. Just stupid uh, mental mistakes in the outfield. And then we saw bad gloves all around the field, especially in the infield. Brandon Crawford was not very good. He had his moments, but he he's not the Brandon Crawford of old that we're used to. Brandon Belt was hurt for the majority of the season. And when he was in there, another thing that even you and I, Belt critics, can be like, hey, he's going to at least have a good glove. He didn't have that this year. No. Um, just, just some huge 
drop-offs defensively after last year um the defense you know with the gloves was very much a strong point for the Giants so those are kind of my main things doubling down on the platoons not addressing the bullpen and bad defensive play yeah you you pretty much said it all dude uh I mean, even a guy you left out there when in terms of the bullpen. I mean, Dominic Leone. How good was yeah, he? How true. good was he a year ago? Really good. Not, not didn't even finish the the year on the roster. Like you mentioned, Jake McGee, who was the closer until Camilo Duvall, you know, got the call up last year. I mean, two just pieces in that pen of a year ago, not even on the team anymore. Didn't even make it to the season. And yeah, yeah, Jose Alvarez has Tommy John and Zach Latell, who was serviceable a year ago, was just bad in every sense of the word this year carlo garcia was it was it was inconsistent um yeah so you know i was i wasn't nearly as high on the bullpen as you were coming into the season but i had high hopes and it and i I feel like when it comes to bullpens it's all about you know continuity and like being in in unison and knowing your roles and stuff and being like hey you know tonight it could be me because it could be you it could it could be anybody in those leading situations because the giants were were they did that a lot last year. You know, everybody contributed, and this year everybody just sucked. But they sucked together, I guess you, you could say that. Yeah, as a but, unit. Yeah, yeah, as a unit. And yeah, I'm glad you talked about the defense because when when the Giants hired Farhan and Gabe Kapler, like we were kind of told in the beginning, what they're going to do here is they are going to sacrifice a bit of defense for offense. That's that's what we were understood. Holy crap, man! Like that hit them. That backfired so hard on the franchise this year in a, in a way that I even know was possible. You had arguably six or seven DHs in that lineup every single day. It was a absolute yep. disaster out there in the field. Anywhere you you looked, and even you even mentioned uh Brandon Crawford. I mean, yeah, he he had his moments this year and and had some highlight real plays because you know that's who he is. But I mean, he he kicked the ball around this. A bunch of the year this year, Brandon Bell. Um, I mean, t- third base. I mean, anybody was o- over there. I mean, God, God, Evan Longoria, Wilmer Flores. You know, Jason Bossler, who so who came up early and looked good defensively. He lost it. Uh, they bring over JD Davis in in, in the trade. He couldn't do it. Uh, and you you had me- the mental errors like you like you talked about off the top of my head. I mean, I remember in that Pittsburgh series, you had. Lamont Wade on, on a can of corn fly ball with a guy at second and nobody out. He just catches the ball and just lobs the ball back in, into the infield. And I don't know who's on second for Pittsburgh, but he he's watching the play and he goes, okay. And he easily just takes third. And there was so much of that stuff like that this year. I'm not picking on, on Lamont Wade. They all fucking sucked, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, Austin wins in the Arizona series could, you remember that? Just he had that that ninth inning when the Giants had a late lead. Just couldn't catch the ball. All yeah, of a sudden, a couple just, balls got by him back to back. Yeah, and that was back when the Giants were still somewhat in it. And I mean, those are just little little examples. But 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 yeah, like you would think if the Giants were going to go go that route with okay, we're gonna, we're going to sacrifice defense, it would make up, you know, on the scoreboard, you know, in in, in the in the run column, it, that didn't happen this year. So no, there was no offense and there was no defense. So you you had just shit baseball everywhere you looked, and it's it's a it really is a miracle that they went five hundred, c- considering how how bad they were as a as people like you and me who who watched them night in and night out. I mean, I'm I'm I can't believe that team finished eighty one eighty one, but 
bad banks running too. I oh mean, yeah, you can. Oh, oh my god, Luis I mean, Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez. Oh my, who had who started? He he really you know he teased us early in the year because he looked so good, and then we found out pretty quickly why you know why he was twenty six and still kind of floating around besides his his injuries, you know, uh, just very just not aware on the base pass running into outs. I mean, I remember Joey Bar did it a few times this year too in, in late, late in games where you're just like, guys, this is the big leagues. This is stuff you, you learn in, in, in high school ball, ball hit in front of you or ball. Yeah. Yeah. Hit in front of you when you're on second base, don't take off to third base. Wait, you know, you know, sit there, you know, make the shortstop, make a decision first, you know, not, not just haul ass on, on a routine grounder to shortstop. I mean, they did that so many times this year. There was there was the play and also in that Pittsburgh series where where Brandon Belt he forgot how many outs there were on, on a ball that went off the fence and he barely scored from second. I mean, yeah. I mean that just it it was everywhere with this team this year, and to me it all it all falls back on on the guy calling the shots and that's that's and that's Gabe Kapler. Like it's not it's not Gabe Kapler's fault that Faron put together a shitty roster this year, but the the mental stuff like that. You talked about the overthrows too, and not knowing how many outs there are, that's bad, and that falls on Gabe Kapler big time. So I don't, I don't even want to talk about management because I think I just summed it up right there. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some positives this year. Um, I would say, would you agree overall? And I think most people would. Starting pitching overall was pretty good this year. You know, un- unfortunately, um, Anthony DiScafani early in the year didn't look great then we found out like he was not 100 percent from his ankle injury ended up having to have surgery missed the rest of the year um jacob junis uh slipped in his spot for the first uh month and a half or so pitched really well then he got hurt but you look at the top of the rotation and first of all let's start with logan webb because he was here you know previously um he had a I don't want to say he had a dominant year, but he had a really good year um, where, you know, he he kind of built off of last year and showed like, hey, I can do this consistently. Um, and, I, you know, I'm a major league pitcher. I mean, he had a 2-9 ERA. He stayed relatively – he did stay healthy. He had 32 starts, went 15-9. Yeah. and nine. Yeah, that 2-9 ERA. Um, I think the downfall for Logan Webb was he only averaged 7.6 Ks per nine this year, um, especially towards the end velocity dropped a little bit but he still was very good and so i think and you know we started to see him get a little bit of a shorter leash the last couple starts giants were pretty much out of it Mm -hmm. um he you know he didn't even make his last start because it was kind of like why not um and so i I, this is the most he's ever pitched 192 and a third he was approaching that 200 inning mark so um Going into I was yeah year three next year with Logan Webb as a full time starter, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, the the one year wonder, <laughs> you know, Aww. this that well you know, and we're gonna trust me, we're gonna have few future episodes where we discuss um, you know off season moves, whether that you know, we think he's coming back. We think he's not whatever. We don't have to talk about tonight. That tonight we're going to talk about the 2022. He just had, this is the first time in his career where he really was healthy 
from start to finish made 31 starts would have made 32 yesterday, but didn't make it because he was sick. I'm putting up air quotes, Scott Boris. Um, and, but you know what? I, from a financial standpoint, I get it. Uh, like the guys got to this yeah. point. He doesn't need to throw another game. They're eliminated. Um, he went the whole season, uh, had a 14 and eight record, a two, eight, eight ERA, a career high, 178 innings, 237 strikeouts. And, um, he was dominant, man. I mean, from the first outside of that St. Louis game back in, I think was it early May, Carlos Rodon from start to minute finish was like fucking dominant, dude. He was really, really good. So, yes. you know, give me your thoughts on Webb and Rodon before we kind of round out the rest of the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with with Webb, you could you could see it around uh, late July, early August. He was yeah, he was losing velocity. We had talked about it on on the side a bunch. He was losing velocity and throwing more innings than he ever has in, in, in his career, and but to his to his credit, even even Logan Webb's bad starts were you know he competed he he got he got through innings he would give them five or six, um and I I, I think I think a very good example of uh, Logan Webb's year was that game in Detroit where they they had that that base load situation with one out ball gets hit up the middle. It's like an in-between hop off on Brandon Crawford, and it gets by him, and then the Tigers them scoring five runs after that, and it should have been an inning double play. So it was just one of those years, you know, for the Giants overall, but Logan Webb in particular, but very impressive the way he hung in there, even when he didn't have his best stuff. And yeah, Carlos Rodon, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about him in free agency right now, but man, he showed out for the Giants this year. Um, I had my concerns big time about him. I I actually I wanted them to sign him before the twenty twenty one season on a really cheap deal. Didn't do it. Has a great has a nice year with with the White Sox. The Giants get him, you know, with the two year two year contract play. But obviously he's going to opt out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he would have started yesterday, he more than likely would have uh, passed Bumgarner for the for the uh, season. Uh, Strikeout record, record for strikeouts, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, it sucks he couldn't do that. But twelve Ks per nine, twelve Ks <laughs> per nine, yeah, exactly. God. Holy, holy shit! So I, he blew away my expectations on the year. I I assumed he would have at least one or two IL stints. I don't think he had one. He did I, not. I, I he might have skipped one start. I, I, didn't he have like a blister, like I, like a, well, I think like, he, a na- like a nail or something? I think like he that? got pushed back. It wasn't too long ago, actually. He got pushed back a day, or he got pulled after like five because he had a blister. But he he made his something next start. Like, yes, yes. That that's that that's what it was. But yeah, you you really you can't say enough about his performance this year. And you know he he pitched good against the Dodgers too. Like that that yeah. was. It, he was the, the 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 one the one guy that felt like okay he's out there the Giants really have a shot today because the Giants or the Dodgers pretty much had Logan Webb's Webb's number all year so you know if the Giants want to get serious you know he's a guy maybe not him per se but they they need another guy like that in the rotation next year if not two of them. Well, and he and we could talk about this in a future episode because we don't need to get into the politics of it, but he replaced. Kevin Gosman from yeah. last year and maybe then some um, just because of how, because of his dominant stuff, you know, so uh, very much a good year from those guys. Now uh, we talked about Discofani. Now let's talk about the Alex's. So let's start with a good one. Alex Cobb. I, 
you and I, I think we're both uh, bullish on him coming into the year. Yes. Just because of the stuff he has. We know he didn't throw a ton last year. I think it was around 93 innings with the Angels. Um, made 28 starts this year, relatively healthy. I mean, he. I think he went on the IL once. He missed maybe four-ish starts overall, which if you were to tell right, us that, right. yeah, if you're going to tell us that at the beginning of the season, it's like, oh, I'll take 28 starts, Alex Cobb. 149 and two-thirds. Seven and eight record, whatever. We could bitch about the horrible defense he had behind him all year. Oh, um, <laughs> but, you know, he was signed to be the fifth starter, ended up being the third best starter, finished with a 373 ERA, a 2.6 war. So he was he was good. He was a good starting pitcher. 9.19 uh, Ks per nine, which is solid. Had 151 for the season. Uh, only gave up the nine home runs. Uh, Alex Cobb was overall good and especially really good in the second half. Um, like once July hit, he was his ERA was like sub three. Yeah, and just looking back to those early starts, and it was it was really it it, it, it summed up the, the giant season. Whenever he he went out there, shit went bad, bloopers, swinging bunts, things like that. Like. In between tweeners, where it's like, okay, that's not an error, but goddamn, make the play. You know, you know, uh, talking about every, every, pretty much the entire defense. I, I'm sure the entire defense, you know, screwed Alex Cobb at least once this year. But that was <laughs> that was kind of where things started to slip away for him early in the year. And fa- fans got down on him. You know, fans who didn't really pay attention enough, <laughs> like, oh, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. Now, dude, you know, watch him pitch and. Not only did he not get frustrated from that, I mean, I th- I think it motivated him just to be better, and and it, it got it got to the point where he he was able to go six six seven innings, you know, towards the end of the year because early on he was barely clearing five. Yeah, and, and a I, lot I of think, four or five inning starts. Yeah, and I think for you and I, with you know coming in the season, no one knowing his injury history with with Tampa Bay and in Anaheim over the years, it's like man, if this guy can just manage his pitch count, give him five every four maybe five as a as as a number five starter every start we would have been ecstatic with that but he went up, above and beyond so and outside of uh logan webb he you know he's pretty much the only thing you can really feel good about going into next year's rotation that's scary <laughs> yeah third but yeah positive third most innings in the rotation which is great the other alex now alex wood had a Pretty good season last year. Got the deal before 2022 to stay with the Giants in a rotation. Yes. Um, you know, for the most part, up until about September, uh, began was healthy. Made 26 starts, which uh, another guy who has had injury history. Like, if you get 26 starts, Alex Wood overall, we'll take it. You know, they'll fill in those extra starts, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, eight and 12, 130 and two thirds innings, uh, but did have a five one Oh ERA did give up 17 home runs, which is the most on the team. Uh, nine Ks per nine, which is, which is solid. Uh, but yeah, he, he had his spurts. I feel like he was kind of like the giants overall as a team, which they would look good for, you know, they would have streaks of four or five wins. Then they'd lose six. Then they would win five and then they'd lose four, like a very streaky team. I felt like Alex Wood had a streaky year um, where he looked good for one or two starts. And then he looked really bad for three in a row. It's just like, he could never put it together. Uh, and we know he's going to be back next year in the rotation. Um, just hoping that a fresh off season, because uh, here's the thing, whether you like it or not, Alex Wood and Anthony DiScofani are going to be in this rotation next year uh-huh. if they're healthy, which 
They should be. Anthony DiScafani, I'm a little more bullish on because I just don't think he started this season healthy, and we know what he can do healthy. I'm not saying he's going to go out and be a dominant ace, but he could be a nice four starter for you. Um, So same thing with Alex Wood. I'm just hoping uh, this was kind of just a get through the year kind of year for him, and he's fresh and can provide a a 2021 kind of year next year. Yeah, you, you talk about Alex Wood's inconsistent starts. It was just kind of his way in general. You, you know, he would, in every start, for the most part, he, he would start off pretty good, you know, the first couple times through the lineup looking good, and then that third time through where, where teams were hitting like 360 off him the, the third time through, and for whatever reason, Gabe Kapler really didn't, they, they didn't really want to, uh, it was like they didn't want to make him look bad, you know, by t- by taking him out, you know, immediately when they got to the third time through the lineup. But man, if if if, if his numbers would have just reflected what he did the first two times through the lineup, I mean, oh yeah, kind of kind of what we were expecting out of Alex Cobb. If 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 they would have just done that with Alex Wood, but we wanted them to, to do with Alex Cobb, I mean, that we would have been, you know, pumped up about that a hundred percent, but. You know, Woods Woods out there. You know, off the coming off the last year where he was so impressive and so consistent, so reliable. You know, he just he couldn't he couldn't sustain. It, you know, and it starts starts this year as he could a year ago, and that ultimately led led to him breaking down. But yeah, you you got you got to believe they were playing it pretty safe with him. You know, towards I think what they shut him down in early August, if I remember correctly, or was that like mid July? Are we talking about wood? Yeah. Um, it was it, I think it was sometime in August. Cause I mean, like I said, he still made 26 starts. Yeah. Like he was fairly healthy up until that point. Yeah. So I I think as fans, you know, we're we're just hoping that they're being cautious with them once they were basically out of it, not mathematically, but they were pretty much done. So yeah, giving his his track record, I think I think Wood can can come back and be very, very productive next year. It's just they they're gonna have to keep an eye on him a little more and you know kind of look at his numbers and you know you know call call him like they see him because yeah running him out there you know those third times through the lineup cost them a a, a few pretty pretty important games early in the season so you know like he's coming back but you got to tamper your expectations with him going forward I I think. Last piece in regards to the rotation, Jacob Junis. And he came in and immediately took over for DiScafani, who got hurt after like his third start and was good and uh, got in like through most of May, I believe. And he was putting up really good numbers. Wasn't striking a lot of dudes out, but, uh, you know, put the ball on the ground, kept stuff low in the zone and got ground balls and and didn't give up a ton of runs. Then he got hurt. I think he had a hamstring injury. Yep. Um. And my biggest fear was like everybody was like, oh, Jacob Juice, Jacob Junis, come back. And I'm like, my biggest fear was, hey, this guy's going to come back and he may be the old Jacob Junis that put up, you know, pretty pedestrian numbers with the, um, you know, Kansas City Royals the last few years. And it kind of turned into that. He made 17 starts, um, appeared in 23 games, 112 innings, which is probably more than we thought that we'd get from him. Um, had a 4.42 ERA, only 7.9 Ks per nine, so average. But uh, he was just kind of like a filler. Ended up being a, a very average piece, but um, 
Quick thoughts on Jacob Junis before we move on to the next thing. We're kind of going long on the rotation. It's all right. There's a lot of guys and a lot of moving parts in that rotation yeah. this year. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? Um, we all kind of figured the same thing when he hit we got that hamstring injury. It was like, damn, you know, he was going so good. He was on a roll. And yeah, I mean, no question about it. He was bad last year in Kansas City. He was he was awful. Um, every time he would pitch, I called him Jacob over Junis because I bet the over in all his games <laughs> a, a year ago. So yeah, when he but when he came out this year and he was he pretty much said fuck the fastball, I'm not throwing it. He used his slider yeah. almost, almost exclusively. Yeah. So whatever they did there w- w- with Junis, I mean, hats off to to Faron and all those guys um, for pulling him out, out of the fire because I was not a huge fan of him taking you know getting looks you know in, in that rotation once uh D- disco went down but yeah I, I i you would you would think he he would be a guy they would bring back next year uh, off just based off what, what off white did this year hopefully they can reset with him you know maybe get maybe to de- de- develop uh you know a, another pitch with them because because yeah most time he, he was out there you know he was doing his best as like sergio romo impression where it was just slider 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 but he was locating it so well yeah and um, he really, especially early, early in the year when when the uh, the giant situation was still up in the air for, for the season, you know, he he really came through and picked picked up the slack for uh, for for Di So and 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 Wood and Wood and uh, Alex Cobb for that matter, because Alex Cobb was was getting all, all the shit luck starts. So yeah, um, he was definitely one of my bigger positives on the year, and probably what probably my overall biggest surprise. Jacob Junis. So kind of moving out of the rotation into, and I do have a couple bullpen guys, but I want to talk about quote unquote, everyday players, Wilmer Flores and Tyro Estrada. They're kind of like my two. And I I'll throw in Jock Peterson. Cause although Peterson kind of went through a slump in uh, like July, he really rebounded, had a strong finish to the year. He was worth every bit of the $6 million. Yes. Um, that he got from Farhan. Uh, but Wilmer Flores, a guy that signed a uh, a two-year deal a couple years ago, ended up getting a third-year picked up at like three a year, three million a year, and had been a just solid role player the last couple of years. Um, you know, Wilmer Flores got used a lot more than I think even himself was anticipating using this year. He ended up uh, playing in 151 games. 525 at bats. I mean, like that's just huge. 19 home runs, 71 RBIs. Both of those, uh, well, second on the team in home runs behind Jock's 23, but led the team with 71 RBIs. Um, you know, he did hit only 229, but a lot of that kind of came late. He was hitting for average throughout most of the year, um, 316 on base. So Wilmer Flores did a lot more than we were anticipating. Was great. Tyro Estrada appeared in 140. Um, games this year 14 home runs 62 rbis hit 260 um and also had 21 stolen bags so yeah i was, yeah. I was gonna mention that too <laughs> yeah tyro strada was a nice uh nice piece that we got to see a lot more of this year especially last year he kind of came on late in the year showed some signs i think in regards to tyro strada a lot of us were excited to see him get almost that everyday uh feel so yes. did you have any uh, players that you were like, hey, I, they had great years overall. No, you know what? I mean, I, I'm, the guy I was going to talk about was Tyro Estrada. I mean, yeah, 724 OPS. Who would have thought he was going to lead the team in OPS? Yeah, I know. You know the season started. Uh, I know. I mean, absolutely, you know, a fantastic season for him. And 
you know, he had his issues with, 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 the, with the glove too, or, you know, early in the year when in May, when the, the entire team couldn't do anything right defensively. But yeah. outside of that month, he, uh, he played a really sharp second base and filled in quite well on shortstop when, when Crawford needed a blow. Uh, you know, you talk about Wilmer Flores and it's absolutely amazing how he played even more than he did last year. And he looked so much more healthy this year. Last year it was like he he was playing like every other day. It, it seemed like I mean he would come in and pinch it, but he couldn't run last year. He looked sore all sore. last year. He looked like he was every time he ran to first. I thought he was hurt a year ago, and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit! I was like, he he pulls hamstrings this time. He did it for real. Like, he looks like he's in pain, and no. And this year, I mean, he figured that out, and he was. I mean, he won the Woolly Mac Award for God's sakes, yeah. and that was that was an e- easy call, I'm sure, for the Giants clubhouse, but. I'm glad they, you know, he got an extension. You know, they got to him early. I'm glad they did that. He's one of the guys I do want to see. I wanted to see back next year. So that's awesome. Um, you know, yeah, you mentioned Jock Peterson. That's a, it sucks. You know, they didn't really trust him more against uh left-handed pitching when they clearly had no other good alternatives on their roster. I mean, no, no offense to, Stuart Fairchild and all the other guys, right-handed. Oh my God! You know all the other right-handed <laughs> outfielders. They tried to slip into that role and throwing your mean Mercedes out there and leaving <laughs> Jock Peterson on the bench or throwing Darren Ruff in left field when he was still on the team. I mean, just so yeah, like we we can go in on on, on that too uh, another time where they just didn't trust their 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 one position player all star to play every day like it, it absolutely it, i felt like it really killed this team so yeah i mean you jock for what they got him it was one year six million or whatever it was i mean mm-hmm. nothing nothing mm-hmm. basically yeah um he i don't know if they have plans to bring him back but he he's he's definitely a guy that played above his pay grade this year and if it's not the giants somebody's gonna give him you know, a, a little more than that, like a like like a like a three for like a three for twelve or something like that. I I don't know, but yeah, uh, Mikey Stramsky and and those guys, they just Lamont Wade, just you got nothing out of them this year. So there was a big burden on on, on Jock to to carry the load from the from from the left side. So you know, yeah, pro- props to him. A uh, couple other like younger guys, and this I put this in a different category because we know how their seasons went. Now, the first guy I'm gonna talk about is Joey Bart, and coming off a year where Buster Posey had a renaissance, great 2021, then boom, he retires. Joey Bart is basically, you know, he did have 2020, but that didn't really count. Uh, and then this year, it's like, hey, you know, for the most part, you're gonna get the majority of starts. Started the season with Kurt Casale. Um, as the other guy, but Joey was getting, you know, steady three out of every four starts for the first uh, month or two, and he struggled. Uh, and you know, it combining like I think a lot of fans don't consider the fact that catching a staff is so difficult, and getting that repertoire or you know that rapport with them, mm-hmm. and and getting to know the bullpen as well, and then oh hey, you have to hit too. Um, he struggled, but. You and I have been Joey Bart guys the last few years. We got to see him quite a bit when he was playing a few years ago in San Jose. The raw power has always been there. It's just about his, you know, mentality at the plate and figuring things out. Um, 
obviously got sent down before he even got sent down, worked with some of the giants and hitting instructors uh, at the big league level and just didn't play in games for like two weeks, went down to Sacramento, hit well, got a call, got the call to come back up. And he was not great, but he was good. Like his second chance uh, this year coming back and kind of finished strong. I mean, um, showed the power and stuff. He ended up playing in 97 games, hit 11 home runs, uh, only 25 RBIs, but uh, was hitting under 200 for a lot of the season. Ended up finishing hitting 215 uh, with a 296 OBP. Um, Joey Bart in the second half was much improved, and I'm excited to see him after an offseason knowing like, hey, this is my job moving forward because uh, Andrew Bailey's not fucking close, and there's no one any anywhere near like hey like joey bart this is your team dude you're the catcher let's go and then the other guy real quick i just want to throw in that same kind of category david vr i mean this guy had a torture torching um first couple months with the river cats uh ended up hitting like 28 home runs on the season for sacramento uh got called up uh kind of like in july-ish i believe uh wasn't great in his uh, handful of stars there, got sent back down, worked with the hitting instructors, came back up, and actually had a pretty strong finish uh, to the season. He ended up playing in uh, 52 games. He had nine home runs, uh, and I believe he had like six of those in the last like 25 games. Like he, yeah. he was hitting for power, had two today to finish the season. On the last day of the season, had two. Um, ended up hitting 231, a 331 OBP. Um, so, you know, uh, VR is a little bit better than I personally expected throughout the year, but, um, I'm excited cause he's going to be in the mix for playing time too. He's a younger guy. He's not going anywhere for a couple of years. So VR definitely excited to see him as well next year again, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, t- t- Joey Bart. Yeah. Uh, I think you and I are probably his biggest fans probably in the world uh, outside of his family, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of a lot of pressure coming into the season, no doubt about it. You're replacing one of the best giants of all time, you know, in, in Buster Posey. Yeah. And, and for me, like as somebody who, who's followed him as closely as I have personally, you know, I thought it was gonna be the opposite. I thought he was gonna come in and rake and, and struggle on defense throughout the gates. No, it was the opposite. And yeah, he, thanks he, for saying that because he was good defensively. He was great, right right out of the gates. And I think you know, he hit that home run on opening day. I think people just got their expectations up so high, including me. I'm like, oh, I was like, here we go. You he's know, gonna I, hit 20. I think he's going to hit 20, yeah. And, you know, it's just – it's it's such a jump, you know, when you're – because, you know, he didn't play – a he didn't get many chances last year to, to, to come up between Posey and, and, and Casale staying relatively healthy. You know, he didn't get many, many shots last year to face uh, big league pitching. And then, yeah, yeah the, yeah, the, yeah, the COVID year, that don't really count. But because he was so he was so far away at the time, but you know it was okay. You're running the staff now, and hey, you know what? We we need you to hit too because you know you're you're replacing uh, one of our best offensive players from, from from last year as well. So yeah i i was re- I was really you know pulling for form early in the year, and I was you know I was dying with all of his strikeouts too, man. Like the, those were hitting me a little harder, but. Uh, yeah, when he, when he got sent down, and he didn't really get sent down. He had he played two rehab games, but he stayed with the team, worked with some of the instructors, kind of got away 
you know, just doing doing mental stuff on 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 the side. His approach, you know, whatever whatever they did, it seemed to work because he, you know, he came back in you know August in August in particular. He had a great he had he had a great August. It just looked a lot more comfortable. And I I also I also think too. I, I don't know this for a fact. I think them trading Kirk Casale might have helped him too because uh, it did. Even even though even though he was replacing Buster Posey and he he's the number number two pick in the draft, you know he's you know the uh, the to quote you know Dickie V he's the diaper dandy of of, of the <laughs> of the franchise coming in and but still even even that I mean Kirk Sally is a vet was a veteran catcher the pitchers loved him he catch how many shutouts did he catch last year y- you know I mean that. You had a lot of fans going. Well, what about Kirk Sally? All he does is catch his shutouts, and the pitchers love him. And so, just because Buster Posey wasn't here, does, doesn't mean okay. But Joey Bart had no had no pressure from within. Oh no, I'm sure I'm sure he did. So it was great to see him and, and strong. And just like David Vr, you know, David Vr, you know, he he kind of gave a bit of a Pablo Sandoval 20, 2018 vibe. You know, the way he ended the year, comes up, gets his shot, ends ends the year strong. It's like. Okay, it looks like there's something here with this kid. Uh, if we can only find a spot for him to play, and so and lucky for David VR, it's pretty much open season all all around all around the infield on the corners in particular, because like we said earlier, the Giants are loaded with nothing but DHs. You know, yeah, JD Davis who's coming back next year, Evan Longoria who who knows, Brandon Belt who knows. Yeah, a lot of one more Flores in a perfect world, he's the DH. So yeah. So yeah, um, David VR he's gonna have a chance, and he, he even said after the game in his post game interview that the first thing he's you know he's gonna do what he's gonna focus on soft season is defense. You know he 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 said it straight up today. So I I was happy to hear that. I think he knows he's got an opportunity in front of him because there's really nobody standing in his way. He does, yeah, right right now. So I'm really pulling for David VR because I'm with you. You know I didn't expect a lot out of him, and. The, like when he got when he when he got called up the first time, I'm like, okay, that's about what I expected. But then we came up, got a second blow. I mean, he looked like a different guy. I think I think they probably told him, hey man, don't worry about striking out. Everybody on this team strikes out anyways, so just <laughs> just re- relax and let it rip. And so th- that that was good to see. Like he pretty much had like take Joey Bart's August and David Vr September. That was those were two silver linings to this season, definitely. Great point. Great point. I we gotta get going. But last two positives for me, John Brebia and Camilo Duvall. John Brebia came in like midway point last year, coming off of Tommy John, maybe came back a little too early, was severely overused, didn't have a great year. And I think you were with me when I said I think John Brebia is gonna have a good bounce back year this year. He's gonna have a full off season to recover. Yes. He's gonna come in. I believe he led the team in appearances this year. Um with uh where is it? I had the number in front of me, and of course, now I can't find it. Uh, 76. <laughs> 76 games. So he stayed healthy. He was nearly in there every other night, um, and he, he opened some games. He didn't give up a run as an opener until today, the final day of the season, and he opened, I believe, like a dozen games for the Giants. He was great this year. And then our guy, Camilo Duvall. I mean, we, we were all in on him last year. He kind of got uh, go, things going in September was okay in the playoffs, kind of struggling in that last appearance he had. But I kept saying all this time, if Camilo Duvall could just develop really a third pitch where it's running away um, from lefties or in down and into right-handed bats, he what does he do? He puts in a sinker. So he's out there throwing 102, consist, 101, 102 consistently with a four seam. He's got a cutter that comes in 
at 98.99 and then he's like fuck it here's the sinker try and hit this uh at 98 to 100 miles an hour cumulative all your september uh nl reliever of the month he uh, had a 2.53 era 27 saves in 30 opportunities great year for cumulative all i'm so fucking stoked for him as our closer yeah. in the upcoming future so those two guys i just want to get some love real quick no, it did definitely, man. Uh, you, you and I both last year about Brebia, I we both thought Kapler and those guys pushed him a little too fast, a little too early. I think in his like third appearance, he had like a forty-five pitch inning. I don't know what the hell that was about. It was it was it was against St. Louis, and I'll never forget the forget, forget that night because I was so angry. But this year, yeah, he comes back, looks great, and yeah, they 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 turn him into the opener in a lot of their bullpen games. But before it was Dominic Leone, and once Leone was off the team, Brebia kind of took took that role and. You know, you, you got to think, man, if you're John, John Brebby's a- agent, you got to be pissed about that because you're thinking, OK, my guy's a middle late inning reliever. And now every time he pitches, he's facing the one, two, three hitters on every team he faces. So but he, I think he, he handled that good. He was taking one for the team for sure. So big props to John Brebby for doing that. And hopefully the Giants have a pitching last year where they're, they're not doing an opener every, uh, you know, third day. I mean, yeah. God, I mean, that, that, that got ridiculous there these last couple of weeks. But yeah, and then Camille Duvall, man, we were both we were high on him coming into the year, and yeah, he he develops that that sinker, and he just man, these last two months, and he was just so good. It's just it's unfortunate the Giants didn't have many save opportunities the, these last two months, but high hopes for him going forward. He's if there's one thing I'm not worried about with this team moving forward, it's the closer role. So they just got to get more opportunities for him. Nine saves in September, dude, elite. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So let's let's do some fun stuff let's look into our preseason stuff and uh, just real quick because we've already talked about pretty much all these guys um like who we were up on who we were down on coming into 2022 and we did three each so um for my trends for 2022 i thought we're gonna have a great year evan longoria which he had his spurts but he was hurt too much so i was kind of wrong about him tyro Sarda had a great year Became an everyday guy, pretty much. I was right about him. And then I was really bullish on Mike Yastrzemski. I thought he was going to have a good year, hit for the same kind of power as he did last year, even though he struck out a lot. He he took another step backwards this year, hitting the low 200s, only hit like 17 home runs instead of 25. So one out of three on the rights. But I nailed the wrongs. <laughs> and I, you know, on the downtrends, I had Lamont Wade Jr., Anthony DiScafati, and Jake McGee. One with Wade Jr., <laughs> you know, he had a great year last year. I mean, like, everybody was a Lamont Wade Jr. fan last year. I just thought, hey, we haven't seen enough of this guy. I don't know if he can come but to put this. And then, unfortunately, uh, you know, he was banged up for uh, quite a bit of this year. Um, you know, he only appeared in 77 games, uh, not even half the season. Hit barely over 207. Actually was hitting under 200 until today. He had three hits. Um, to finish the year, just hitting over 200. Uh, and then also Anthony Discafani, he made three starts. And in those three starts, he sucked. And then he was hurt out the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. Jake McGee got DFA'd. I, uh, you know, I kept calling him an anomaly because he threw one pitch and it was always right over Broadway. I didn't know how the last couple of years he put up good numbers. This year, absolutely rocked. Didn't have a secondary pitch. Ended up being on three teams. So I was right about all my downtrends. Um, so, yeah. Just wanted to touch base on that. Rob, do you have your trends in front of you? I got my trends in front of me. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll start. I think you nailed all these, dude. Uh, yeah, I did very well on this. Uh, uh, training up, 
Uh, first guy I had was Jock Peterson. S- say no more. He was the only all-star on the team. So good, good, good for Jock Peterson. Again, he didn't, he didn't play enough. He, you know, he was riding bench while Lamont Wade was hitting 180 and Mike Strzemski was hitting 205. So what, what, wh- whatever, whatever. And guys like Stuart Fairchild and your member Mercedes were getting looks over him too, <laughs> you know, while he wrote, rode the bench. So okay, whatever, but we nailed, we nailed Jock Peterson. Joey Bart, yeah, I started started slow. I was kind of writing that off as okay. Well, I, I might have missed that one, but hey, he, he came back in in his second stint, looked a lot better. And I would I would say, come coming going into next year, he's the one guy we're we're, we're pretty excited about the way he, the way he ended the year. So feel good about him and Camilo Duvall. Yeah, we we just talked about him. So you know, the, the, those are my three guys who I thought would trend up trend up all year. I think I think I predicted that Camilo Duvall was going to be an an all-star and again i don't think he, he had the, the opportunities to even really be seen in the first half yeah the first half so but and he has his rough moments too but you can't help but be excited about him my i won't i had discofani and lamont wade as well doug as my guys turned it down so there's no no need to cover them again i'm not gonna pile on those guys hardcore but <laughs> the the controversial one i had was brendan crawford and people didn't like that early early in the year and they're like what are you talking about man he's also last year coming off a career year man Crawford he he looked a little heavy this year that bat looks slow he man I I think I think his batting average on balls in play last year I guess the fastball was like over 300 I'm I'm pretty sure it was and this year he, he that bat was slow man and he he wasn't able to keep up that same pace as last year. And, you know, the guy's in his mid thirties, man. Like, like what, what, what do you expect? He had, had a hell of a year a year ago, but I thought pe- people got upset, but I thought that was an easy call that he was going to, you know, take a step back and downtrend and not only at the plate. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, we saw it in the field with him. Uh, it was just not, not, not Brandon Crawford it, that, that, that wasn't the vintage Brandon Crawford what we were used to seeing. So, guy was an MVP candidate last year. He fished fourth in MVP voting last year. Okay, how could he not go down? And I'm sorry, people came at me hard for that. So, if you're still listening, you know, screw you. I was right. Yep. Um, I wanted to touch base. So we had a lot of preseason predictions overall for the sport of baseball as well, and we'll try and fly through these. Um. And, and we'll talk about division winners, kind of like predictions, what we had for postseason, and then we'll kind of see what happens. So let's go back and forth, but let's try and make it quick. So, Rob, do you have do you have all the stuff in front of you, your preseason uh, stuff? Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. So AL East <laughs> prediction. I had the Toronto Blue Jays win in the East. Who did you who did you have? I I had the Toronto Blue Jays as well, man. It's, I hate I hate to say it. Okay, but, but at least they made the playoffs. They are a wild card team. The Yankees yes. ended up winning ninety nine games, winning the East. Yeah. Okay, in the Central, I think we had the same. They missed the playoffs. The Chicago White Sox, the AL Central, is that correct? Yeah, and uh, let down here. To- uh, Uncle Tony's quitting again. So <laughs> good riddance. AL West. I had the Mariners, who are finally making the playoffs for the first time in twenty one years. They're a wild card team. Houston ended up winning the West. Who did you have? I had the Houston Astros. All oh, right, it's about time we got some right. So yeah, there we go. Okay, 
NL East. I was uh, everybody was huge on the Mets. Mets are going to dominate. Blah blah blah. I stuck with the reigning World Series champions, the Atlanta Braves, to win the NL East. Nailed that one. Who did you have? <laughs> I had the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh man! Hey, at least they made the playoffs. Yeah, at least they Joe, made the playoffs. Joe Girardi's boys for like six weeks. <laughs> now the NL Central. Um, man, I, I nailed the National League, which which makes me feel better about myself. The NL Central, I went with the St. Louis Cardinals. I thought that they were going to have a better year than last year. Arenado was great this year. Goldschmidt could very much win the NL MVP. Um, and the rotation was better than people expected. So um, uh, Milwaukee was worse this year, even though Burns and Woodruff and Peralta were great last year. Um, St. Louis wins the Central. I predicted that one correctly. What about you? I predicted that falsely because I had <laughs> the stupid ass Milwaukee Brewers winning the central, but it turned out they were nothing but a little league team. They're weak. <laughs> I I don't want to talk about the Brewers anymore. I'm they cost me a lot of money this year too. Okay. NL West, we, we both had the Dodgers win the West, correct? Uh, and yes. yeah. And so we both nailed that. They did 111 wins. They won the division by 22 games over the second place Padres, who are still a wild card team. That's how dominant the Dodgers were this year. And speaking of the NL West, we did have – do you have your uh, standing predictions for the NL West? Okay, I'll go through mine real quick. I predicted the Dodgers would have the best record in baseball, and they did, but they had 13 more wins than I, than I thought. I had the Dodgers going 98-64. and 64. They went 111-51. and 51. I picked the Giants to finish second at 89-73. Put the Padres in there at second because that's actually their record. The Giants went 81 and 81, finished third. I had the Padres finishing third at 83 and 79. So interchange those. This is where you and I get our jokes with, uh, you know, Brooks and uh, Charlie here. We, uh, we, I had the Rockies at 78 and 84 in fourth place. They ended up finishing um, fifth in the NL West with a 68 94 record. And the Arizona Diamondbacks were semi respectable, 74 and 88, finished fourth place. In the NOS. So what were your NOS predictions, Rob? Let's see. I had the Dodgers at 96 and 66, obviously. Um, being in first place. I had our our Giants come in second at 92 and 70. Little off there. Uh went with the Padres to take third, 84 and 78. Obviously, didn't give Bob Melvin enough credit there. So good on him. Uh yeah, same here. I liked the Rockies more than Arizona. I had the Rockies coming in fourth at 73 and 89. And Doug, in our defense, I know we're trying to speed up here, but a Chris Bryant didn't play this year at all. So he did not. He did not. Lo- yeah, he was. We played little- 40 games or something like that. Yeah, he- yeah, he'd be a little bitch. But in <laughs> Arizona, yeah, I we I had also had, I had Arizona coming in last. I you know I hate to say that, but you know Torrey Lovello and those guys, they're an exciting team. They got a lot of speed. But I had them go going 66 and 96, and I'm sorry. For if there's any D-backs fans out there listening, I'm sorry because <laughs> that team is a lot better. I think they're better than the Giants personally, but the record doesn't say so. But I think they're a better team than the Giants. I like their future more than the Giants right now. So I think they're an exciting team. And, um, you know, the NL West, uh, if the Giants get their shit together, could be really good next year. Really good. Really good. Um, we'll skip all the postseason stuff, go straight to the World Series. I had the Blue Jays beating the Dodgers in six games. Now, that absolutely could happen. Um, do I still think it's going to happen? Probably not. Um, but that was my uh, prediction. Blue Jays over Dodgers in six. 
Okay, well, apparently I'm not done talking about the Brewers because I had the Brewers losing, losing. At least I didn't have them winning. I had them losing to the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, in, so we both took the Jays. In six games, but yeah, I... Okay, I was wrong. Okay, the Brewers sucked. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I I hope the Brewers uh, never win another game because they can go to hell. Listen, if you're new here, um, we are more than happy to admit when we're wrong. We're not idiots that are like, oh, no, I didn't say it, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this is all documented. You can go back and listen to the previous 83 episodes. <laughs> it's, we've been it's wrong. On there. We've been right about a lot of stuff, but we've been wrong a lot about, about a, we've been wrong about a lot of stuff as well. So, you know, that's we why admit we, we that's are. Wh- that's why we document mm-hmm. these predictions. Now, this is where it gets fun for me. We we did our MVP picks and our Cy Young picks, and you know where I'm gonna boast. Blah, 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 blah. I had I had Vlad Guerrero Jr. as the AL MVP and Matt Olson as the NL MVP. Um, obviously it looks like Aaron judge is probably going to run away with the AL MVP and Otani's going to finish a tight second and deservedly. So, um, Matt Olson, I feel like it wasn't a bad pick. He had a good year overall. Um, but Paul Goldschmidt's probably going to win that. And, yeah. and then in the side, I had Freddie Peralta double down on his 2021 with the, uh, Brewers. He was banged up. Didn't have a great year, but my AL Cy Young pick of Dylan Cease looking really strong from the Chicago White Sox. So I'm hoping that hits. I'm hoping that hits. Well, who do you, who's your MVP and your Cy Youngs? My AL MVP was same as you. I had Vlad Jr. Um, obviously, that's not going to hit. But, yeah, I felt good about it. And he had a, he had a good year. Yeah. It's just good ball you player. Had, Very you good. had his, you literally you had historic years from Judge and Otani. Yeah. Literally yeah. historic years. So good on them. My AL MVP was Trey Turner. And I thought he could really – pushed for the uh, triple crown this year. I think I I think that that's what I said in our preview episode. Um the Dodgers lineup was just it was too loaded. It, there was the Freddie Freeman hit like 330 oh, whatever yeah. you know and M- Mookie Betts was you know if Mookie Betts didn't have so many leadoff home runs, Trey Turner would have had you know more pitches to hit. <laughs> but and more RBIs. And more RBIs. So whatever that didn't work out, but Trey Turner, had, he had a nice year too. I hope he's a giant next year, but we'll get to that Ooh. another day. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is embarrassing. My, my AL, my AL Cy Young award winner was Lucas Giolito. Yeah. And he, he is lost in the sauce. He is lost. He, he's lost it. Uh, God. I mean, I, I, there were times this year I watched him pitch. I thought I could hit him like everything hanging. The stuff is, <laughs> he would still get the strikeouts too. It's just, his misses were so bad. And, I, you know, I, I really hope one day, you know, he could, he can figure it out again. Cause that, that's a talented arm right there. It is. So, but yeah, Dylan Cease has a good call on you. Same rotation. Um, and my NL Cy Young award winner was Walker Bueller and he didn't finish the year and he really wasn't looking that good when he got hurt. So having yeah. Tommy John, that sucks. Yeah. So hopefully he heals up and, you know, but hopefully the Dodgers never win anything, but I hope he heals up and has a great career moving forward. Okay, now we uh, we don't need to do any like predictions or anything, but just like looking in at what the actual bracket looks like, we have the um, the one seed for the AL is, are the Astros, two seed the Yankees in the National League. It's the one seeded Dodgers, the two seeded uh, Braves. So they get first round buys, but we have some good matchups here in the wild card rounds, which are best of three, all at the higher seed sites. Um, so the Guardians get three at home against the Blue Jays or against the Rays. The uh, Mariners, who I'm kind of pulling for, they have to go to Toronto uh, and play possibly three there. 
the Mets host the Padres, in which I think the Mets will sweep that series very quickly. And then um, the Phillies go to St. Louis. That's kind of an intriguing, um, yeah. you know, matchup there. So, uh, do we have any? Do you have a quick World Series prediction, or or do we want to save that for the next episode? Because I know I'm kind of just throwing this on you. Yeah, you know what? We can save that mostly okay. because I haven't decided yet. Yeah, me neither. me neither. We got one more day. The, tomorrow is a clean off day. I think there's nothing you know, on tomorrow. I so. think we'll. I think we'll do our predictions next week. And I know uh, the wild card starts. I believe Friday. We're gonna have like four games. So, yeah. um, whatever. I mean, the Giants aren't in it, so we can kind of make late picks. But um, we'll do that in the next episode. Speaking of the next episodes, uh, coming up on say hey, we're you know instead of hey we're gonna take a break and. Uh, we'll come back in November after the postseason's over and we have a world champion. Um, we're kind of going to put our foot on the gas and start uh, pumping out some more episodes. We may have some exciting news for the podcast in general coming up, um, hopefully. So we'll get with you on that. But uh, we're going to dive into uh, what we think, you know, is going to be an exciting, you know, whether it's good or bad offseason for the Giants. You know, we're going to look up and really focus on where everything went wrong. Um, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to Aaron judge. So make sure, you know, uh, he's a lot of rumors with judge to giants. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of give our take on that. Um, also we'll touch on realistic off season roster expectations. Um, and then uh, maybe pump in a couple of fun episodes as well, but we're definitely going to be busy uh, over the next month or two. The hot stove is going to be hot for Say Hey Podcast. It's a good time, so make sure um, go back and listen to previous episodes and make sure you're on the lookout for new up-and-coming episodes as well. So, Rob, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, you know what, guys? Um, rough year, obviously. Um, not the year we expected, but, you know, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts, I think, coming with, with this team in the next couple months. So it's going to be exciting, and... Um, you know, just because this year sucked, don't <laughs> doesn't mean next year's gonna 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 suck. So hopefully, uh, hopefully far on and, and these guys, you know, have are able to clear the board here and um, give us something to talk about here around uh, the winter meetings because yeah, this team needs a serious makeover. I think we all know that. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to all our you know we we have a I think we have more consistent listeners than we could actually think of. We you know yeah. I just want to, I don't really go into numbers on in regards to the podcast, but we haven't had less than triple digit listens since like May, dude. Every yeah. episode since has been blowing up. We just appreciate you guys listening, sharing it with your Giants friends. Um, yeah, uh, upsetting season, but, um, you know, we grinded it out with you. But, uh, you know, come join the ride for the off season. It's going to be an exciting off season, whether it's good or bad. Uh, and get prepared for 2023. But um, Rob and I will be uh, back next week. We'll have a new episode out, episode 85. But make sure you're sharing this with your your fellow Giants fans. Uh, if you're in a good mood uh, and you have Apple Podcasts, go give us a five-star review. Leave a nice comment. We appreciate that. Gets us um, put out to more Giants fans, baseball fans in general. So, um, yeah, just thanks for the support. Appreciate you guys, all of you. And uh, until next time, for Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob for the 2022 Giants season. Thank you, and good or bad, we still love them. Go Giants. Go Giants. It's over. When 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.